Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Yes, that's two episodes this week. Two. Dose. What? I know. It's amazing and exciting because, obviously, right now, most libertarians are are feverishly refreshing their browsers to, uh, to stay up to date with all that's happening at the Libertarian National Convention that's being held virtually, uh, mind you. So right now we are getting down to the, uh, let's say we're getting down to a brass tax, shall we say. Uh, I mean, come on, we're libertarians and we're gold and taxation is theft. As you guys learned from last week, Dan taxation is theft, Berman. I mean, come on. Uh, so obviously I want to make sure we are doing all of our due diligence in bringing on as many candidates as I could possibly bring onto the show. And, and, and sincerely, I have reached out to quite literally all the candidates, and I've reached. I, I, thankfully, I've, I've not only reached out to them, but we have heard back from most. And uh, you know, we've had a lot of great guests on the show, from Justin Amash back in July or June of last year, rather. Um, Adam Kokesh back in, in 2018. Um, folks like Jacob Hornberger, uh, episode 100. Serene Ardialianu, um, Joe Jorgensen. Uh, there, there are so many phenomenal candidates who are running this year. Um, and I mean, I think right now we have a chance as the Libertarian Party to really, um, you know put a great person to be um, the face of our party going into the election in 2020. And the, the person that is on my show today, Keenan Dunham, um, now he is running as well to uh, to seek the nomination to be um, the, the face of the Libertarian Party going into the uh, 2020 election. So Keenan reached out and asked to uh, to join the show and, and give his story. And especially with us coming toward the uh, the convention this weekend, I want to make sure I got his, uh, his episode aired, but also a great conversation about a very important topic that hasn't been discussed recently. And that is one of uh, Julian Assange and really just being a political prisoner at this point in time uh, for his his work, uh, not only at WikiLeaks, but also, um, you know, behind the scenes working with the likes of uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Manning. That's right, Chelsea Manning. So uh, great conversation with Keenum and definitely a great chance to uh, to learn more about uh, Keenum, but also to, to really dig into a, a conversation about a topic that hasn't been really discussed as much as it should be. So with that being said, folks, on to the show. Keenan Dunham here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us and uh, welcome to the Brian Nichols show. And I'm so glad you were able to make it to, uh, to the Brian Nichols show tonight, Keenan. And, uh, obviously you're, you're busy. You're on the campaign trail running for the nomination, uh, amongst many, uh, seeking the nomination yep. to be libertarian party, uh, del- uh, nominee going forward towards the, uh, 2020 election here in November. So, uh, to start off, I always think it's great for my, uh, my audience to get to learn who my guests are. Um, so with that being said, let's kind of walk through your story, uh, to Liberty, you know, kind of what brought you to the, uh, the, the greater Liberty movement movement and uh, what ultimately inspired you to uh, run for president as a libertarian sure i've been involved in activism and politics since i was 18 um i pretty much was a a pro peace person and uh followed ron paul um and joined the libertarian party or became a libertarian in 2012 pretty much and uh decided that in 2012, I wanted to run for president in 2016 and did that and uh, sought the libertarian nomination then, learned a lot, and uh, also always do have done activism for criminal justice reform, freeing whistleblowers, 
you know, pro pro Palestine, two state solution, everything uh, dealing with liberty movement and uh, and the peace movement. And so then, you know, uh, I uh, uh, went through that and endorsed Gary Johnson when he became the nominee. And uh, then I decided to run again in 2020. I kept doing more research, came, and then my website is dunham2020.com, and uh, it's more fleshed out. I have a lot more experience than I did then. Um, my plan is basically fourfold, basically legalizing industries that will explode the economy, uh, legalize gambling, legalize uh, cannabis, uh, legalize cryptocurrencies and blockchain currencies. And also completely eliminate the per, the personal income tax, and uh, I think that we need to make Social Security and Medicare optional, uh, whereas people can opt out of them, and basically make the entire government voluntary services, so where the free market can compete, and if the government service is good, people can opt in on it, and if the, ser- the government service is not adequate, then they can opt out of it. You can't opt out of most things the government does right now. It's it, it's uh, it's a mandatory government, mandatory citizenship. We need to make all of the government services voluntary across the board, and that will solve a lot of problems with uh, grievances that everybody has against the government and all the problems of uh, government reaching into our lives and trying to control us or make us dependent on the government. And so, that's that's basically it and part of the liberty movement in general. So I was going to say one of the things that I, I often hear that the role that the nominee would play is is really going to be um, a spokesperson for liberty, if you will. Um, so right now we have a, a slew of candidates out there and I've, I've had you know multiple uh, of the candidates on my show uh, ranging from folks like Jacob Hornberger to uh, Justin Amash, um, Adam Kokesh, Serena Ardilianu, Joe Jorgensen. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on of, of these great yep. candidates. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm always wondering, you know, when I, when I interview these candidates, uh, you know, who would be the best spokesperson for liberty of these candidates that I've, I've spoken to? So with that being said, Keenan, why do you think you would be the best spokesperson for liberty if you were given the nomination? I think uh, they're all great people, and I've met most of the other candidates. Um, I think we have a great crop of candidates. And really, since I started, uh, you know, I started two years ago, uh, investigating and getting this campaign ready and putting up my website the field has changed this the the scenario has changed whereas with the coronavirus liberty is even more at stake and people the the whole world and you know every every american knows what it is to be restricted by government and that aspect of what's gone on just in the last three months has been, you know, yes, there is a coronavirus going on, but we don't want the government overreach of shutting us down and controlling us and making this a police state. So the government's role in our lives is basically what the liberty movement is about. Uh, It has to be responsible government that serves the people, and the people have to be part of every decision that is made. We are ruled by a democracy of votes not just a king and a monarch that tells us what to do, or not just an oligarchy that plans out our lives and tells us what to do. So uh, what makes a great spokesman or spokesperson for liberty is including everyone uh, and also knowing that uh, the the government 
is not the dictator of our, our lives. And uh, uh, if you look at my website, Dunham2020.com, my plans are not promises. There's not a single promise in there. Nothing like what the Democrats have been doing. Everything is planned out for the how. So my my website has the how. How are we going to dismantle the government to make it a voluntary society? And also, they're not promises. These are all individual issues that people can be activists and call the representatives right now and demand change right now. So each one you can take on an individual basis. And that's why my campaign is also making change and and progress right now. For instance, we've campaigned for the freedom of Chelsea Manning and Jeremy Hammond. And we got them out. And they, after many people across the United States and the world campaigned for their freedom, the, the charges were dropped. They weren't even charges. They were under I was going to say, elaborate upon that, Keenan, if you will. Elaborate upon the, uh, the, the charges you're referring to for uh, Chelsea and Jeremy. Yes. yes, Chelsea Manning and Jeremy Hammond both refused to testify against Julian Assange, and they may have saved his case as well in a grand jury it was going to be a secret grand jury but chelsea manning blew the whistle on the grand jury and said hey they're they're holding me in a grand jury about julian assange and i don't want to testify and and she wrote a letter saying that she will not testify and then they threw her in jail and then they extended jeremy hammond's sentence for also refusing to testify in that in that grand jury and it no longer was a secret uh the grand jury was eventually dropped last month uh, and they and Chelsea Manning got freed and Jeremy Hammond is finishing his sentence okay. and he'll be out soon. So that's the gist of it. But they they may have saved Julian Assange's life. They, they've made his case weaker. And Julian Assange is now the key whistleblower out there that we want to get out of prison. And uh, his case is a case about free speech for Americans. It does directly affect Americans since the U.S. is the one trying to charge him. And uh, it also affects press freedom. And it's a slippery slope when people are allowed to be tried for crimes that have no victims and for crimes that are just about whistleblowing about grievances against the government. So that's why Julian Assange's case is very important right now. Yeah, well, let's let's actually kind of dig a little bit deeper into that, because Julian Assange is a, a case that I think for whatever reason, and I, I, I think we all know the answer to, but has really been pushed to the side by the media. Like, they don't even talk about him anymore. And I think it's it's a really important for for us to keep his name in, in our respective circles so he, he's not forgotten because you're right, he, he really has been, uh, you know, one of the, the only bastions for true, like, journalistic integrity actually going out of the way to to expose the truth um, and, and you know, he's being treated like a criminal. So let's kind of maybe dig a little bit more, Keenan, into, uh, you know, just Julian Assange, maybe kind of give a, a quick overlay of the Julian Assange story and, uh, you know, how we got to where we are today. Well, nothing happens in a vacuum, and uh, uh, other things like the reason that the Libertarian Party is not covered in mainstream media, uh, the reason why our candidates have not been covered by mainstream media, and our 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 campaigns, you know, the press is not following us all the way through and side by side with us, is because there is a vast oligarchy. Corporations, including media corporations, don't want uh, to be exposed and they, they want to grow the government 
So it is all the liberty movement. It all involves the liberty movement of stopping the oligarchies, uh, stopping um, state dependence and also corporate dependence on the state. Uh, so basically, we're breaking up government as a monopoly. And uh, Julian Assange has always pointed that out uh, when people are acting corrupt, breaking their own laws in state capacity, in official capacity, officials breaking their own laws. So uh, pe holding people accountable when they are doing wrongdoing, if no one does that, then then the laws mean nothing. And um, uh, the laws aren't arbitrary, but they become to be, be useless if the highest officials don't follow them. If only the if the elite can break any law, you know, that's, that's just ridiculous. And that's why other libertarian issues are so key right now, because our philosophies show the right justice. No victim, no crime. Jury nullification, non-aggression principle. These show the right justice and the reasons for the laws in place. The laws are there. They're not totally arbitrary, but many of the laws that we have have no victim. And we want to adjust and be on the side of criminal justice reform as the Libertarian Party, as as the Liberty Movement, uh, to make justice the justice system be about protecting victims, not just punishing everyone and being a police state. Um, and also holding uh, the leaders accountable. So all these issues tie together. They all tie together, but the average person, I, I just feel, hasn't really taken it to heart to, to understand and appreciate how important it really is, especially in, in an open and free society. And I look at our friends on the left and the right, and I get nervous because I don't know if they are really open to not, not just hearing our ideas, but truly considering ideas. Um, and I think as we've gotten more and more polarized, especially in 2020, and with all of us, you know, being stuck at home, everybody's tempers are getting high, I'm sure. And, you know, social media is not a good place for, uh, for that to, uh, to get cooled down. Um, but I, I think, you know, we, we might have an opportunity to reach people, but right now, because people are so, you know, in their partisan divide that they, they really aren't going to look at our ideas, um, you know, with, with any real merit, I feel, unless we have somebody at that, you know, at the forefront leading the charge as, the, you know, a, a phase of the Libertarian Party that can help at least maybe bring those ideas more to a, a person to person basis and show them the value of liberty in their personal lives. So let's go that route, Keenan, you know, back to you running, obviously, for a for for president here as a libertarian seeking the nomination. Um, you know, what would be, you know, your your message to and we'll start with somebody more on the left. What's the appeal to them to to consider somebody, um, you know, to consider somebody who's running as, as a libertarian for the, uh, the president uh, presidential election in 2020? A lot of partisan politics, and the reason it's partisan is because uh, the the mainstream media and the parties they stick to issues that are already hyper partisan. So basically, I would look to issues where we can make progress and where everybody agrees on. For instance, immigration reform, and I like to focus on reforming the government because that's something Congress should be doing all the time across the aisle and everyone together. Immigration it needs to be reformed, and everybody can have an input and a say in how it's reformed. Uh, you can agree on small issues and make progress. There's a lot to be done, and the reason we've had a crisis at the border, if you know, uh, uh, I'm certainly um, 
not a closed border person. Uh, I, I think that we need to basically have uh, as many workers visas and have photo, photo workers visas and have a pathway to documentation. So right now, uh, for example, immigration, uh, there's punishment if you're undocumented and the term illegal alien uh, puts a stigma on immigration. I don't think any immigration is illegal. You, we need to separate the issue of, um, and also partisanship uh, conflates everything together to make it to make every issue one thing. Issues are actually very complex, and uh, for immigration, there needs to be a, um, a a background check. But apart from that, anybody should be allowed to immigrate. And uh, you should have unlimited workers' visas. And by doing that, basically, you would have no detainments, no deportations, no need for a wall, and uh, a free immigration system that will encourage people to become documented. They're not encouraged to be documented, and that's where there's a lot of room for reform and immigration. And also, criminal justice reform is an issue that I think a lot of Democrats and Republicans would agree on and uh everybody uh would understand where libertarians are coming from um we we have uh in the libertarian party philosophies that will help reform the criminal justice system and that's basically uh no victim no crime non-aggression principle jury nullification and uh we need to calmly and assertively keep teaching the public about these issues uh, you know, point to cases like Julian Assange and others where there's obvious discrepancy in justice and uh, be activists. Um, I think that's what's most important as a libertarian to to not leave people uh, like Julian Assange in jail and not forget about them. So, so say, now, now let's now let's quickly run to the right right now. I, I sure. would say a majority of libertarians, and, and it's actually kind of funny. This um, past Sunday, you know, we're recording here on on May fifth. Um, this past Sunday, I was actually in a debate with um, with Brian Ellison, who also is a, a candidate for a libertarian, uh, their libertarian nomination to be president. Uh, I, honestly, right. I think we're getting to a point. I think it's going to be a, a shorter list of who, who's not running. Um, but uh, the, the debate we were um, we were discussing was um, sh- would Justin Amash make a great Libertarian Party um, candidate? And I was actually in the affirmative. Now I have not endorsed uh, any candidate, nor am I planning to endorse any candidate in the uh, immediate future. So just a heads up there. Um, but I do believe that somebody like uh, Justin Amash, um, you know, it would be a great advocate for bringing people to the movement. And um, sure. you know, I was my uh, opponent was Brian Ellison, and Brian um, is more I'd say of a left libertarian. Um, and, okay. and with that. You know, Brian was uh, looking at more of the people from the the right of the movement. Um, you know, the more the Ron Paul crowd, the Mises crowd, Rothbard crowd um, is not 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 welcome. I guess I mean to use his exact words were conservative uh, cancer. So I d- d- definitely disagreed with that take on that. But I do feel that we we have a responsibility to reach out to both sides, including the left and the right. So you know, with with that, if we're trying to bring people over to libertarianism from the right what do you think the best appeal would be um to, to maybe win or or maybe win back some of the people we lost um under this trump movement uh definitely there are liberty issues that ring a bell with uh uh the right and that would be the second amendment i am very strong on second amendment and would 
oppose any gun control, any red flag law, or and also the criminal justice aspect plays into that. No victim, no crime. Well, guess what? Owning a gun is not a crime, and owning a gun does not instantly produce a victim. There's no victim to me owning a gun uh, freely in my home if I'm not a criminal. So, you know, I'm against gun control. Uh, strong Second Amendment status uh, definitely appeals to conservatives. I've actually, I'm chair of the Horry County Libertarian Party. And with Republicans, I actually helped gather a petition for making uh, Horry County a Second Amendment sanctuary county. And we're trying to make South Carolina, the state itself, a uh, sanctuary state for Second Amendment. So, yes, I'm involved in actually Second Amendment activism right now. Um, and then uh, when we look at any issue, you know, we're talking about we're talking about a really a different paradigm, the left, right. And that would that should appeal to both if they because we are looking at the authoritarian versus liberty paradigm, whereas left and right, I would say that is mainly a social uh, battle and paradigm where you're talking about whether you want to focus on progressivism and uh, bringing everyone to the table or if you want to focus on conservatism. But cons that it's very arbitrary to me. I don't really believe in liberal versus conservative uh, paradigms. I really just think that it's about liberty and uh, um, reducing the, the state's overreach. So it's a different paradigm but definitely there are issues that highly appeal to conservatives in the mm. liberty movement and uh also i do want to say that uh i am already filed and i am dual running for south carolina senator against lindsey graham as well so the timing was uh very uh you know uh perfect for me as far as the nominations for those go because uh after, well, actually it's in limbo right now, but the national convention was before uh, the the nomination for South Carolina Senate. I mean, for, not for South, for U.S. Senate for South Carolina. So I can be running for both against Lindsey Graham for Senate and for president. So uh, I'll find out if I'm the nominee for the Libertarian Party of South Carolina in June. Uh, <laughs> There is one other person running, so I, I'm dual running right now, and my website applies to both. That's wild. You're running against but good old Lindsey I really Graham. didn't change my plan at all. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, just kept my plan exactly the same on the on the Dawn of 2020 website. So, so I have a question for you, um, and it goes back to something you said earlier when we first started out the uh, the show, and that was, um, you know, as I was listening off some of the candidates who were on the show, um, you, you said, you know, they're all very you know, good candidates, good people, and, yeah. and you're, you're yeah. you know, supportive and friends of most of them. So then I guess the question is, so what, what made you decide that you, you should be um, among those candidates running in 2020 instead of maybe picking one of those candidates to support if they really, you know, if they're like 98% what you would be, you know, just to go all in on them? I really decided that I was going to run as soon as Donald Trump was in office. I basically looked at Donald Trump at the beginning of his term. And uh, there's so many differences, and I am opposed to the wall. I'm opposed to his heavy uh, criminal justice aspect. Basically, he would be pushing towards the police state, and I wanted to push back. And I've stayed in it because of the activist issues like Julian Assange and, and of course, uh, was campaigning for Chelsea Manning's freedom, and, and, and the liberty movement achieved that. And um, so it's 
it's just many issues that I would be an activist about it already. And I had, I took the time to plan out my website. And actually, I'd like to say, see all the, everybody can see there's so many candidates. It is actually easy to run. And I am on a down ticket uh, ballot as well. So I, I would encourage everybody to run as a libertarian who, who is in the liberty movement because it's basically do your research, uh, come up with your plans and proposals, but make a website and get your name out there. And that's all you have to do. It's, it's easier than people think to run for office, actually. Uh, you, you put your coordinating central location as a website and then you just start talking to people. You just need to start networking and talking to people is all you have to do to run for office. Um, of course, uh, you know, different states have different rules for that, but I would encourage anybody who's in the liberty movement to run for any office from city council up, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, well, we need that. more of that, right? Because and mm -hmm. I actually, in my, uh, my debate on, on Sunday, this is part of what I was talking about. You know, what's the best way to help advance the liberty movement? And, and one of my main uh, positions has been, and will continue to be, um, encouraging libertarians to get involved in their local communities specifically if you want to you know run for you know a, a higher elected office be it congress uh senate or or you know ultimately like you know president and, and you want to have a legitimate shot we need to have the resume right so to right. build that resume it starts with running you know for for that city school district position and then you know running for for city council and then maybe running for county legislator and then all of a sudden you're running for assembly and then you know state senate and now now you're in the conversation for congress and and that's how you build up that resume. And people yep. want to see um, leadership and they want to see it that that on that resume. And and people, you know, for better or for worse, equate leadership with, you know, having that title, that elected official title next right. to the name. And, you know, and that's just the reality. That's that's kind of the the, the playing ground, you, you know, if we will, of what we yep. have to to grapple with until we start playing on those terms, we're going to continue to lose. So to your right. point, Keenan, a hundred percent, we need to absolutely encourage people to, uh, to get involved and run local. And I would encourage, um, you know, people who are, you know, maybe more well-known in their communities, especially, you know, uh, local business owners or, you know, local, um, religious leaders or, right. you know, go down the list. If you have a, a position in your community of that, of respect, and, and you know, and you're a libertarian, then then say you're a libertarian, run for office, yep. because you know I, I think it's going to shock people of how many people are going to be willing to vote for somebody that they personally know who is not a Republican or a Democrat, but is it you know this different party because right. they 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 trust the person and they know hey you know I know Bill Bill Bill's been my buddy for you know 20 years he's running for city council as a libertarian you know I don't know what a libertarian is but I know Bill and I know that we're going to be good with Bill. And, and then, you know, as, as you, you know, if you, let's say you're running for mayor and as you're, as your mayor and through your term, you're able to, to show the value of liberty and it's really going to impact people in their, their immediate lives directly. Because I mean, think, you know, I said this on my friend, Caleb Francis show, my liberty. I said, what's going to be, you know, more, uh, you know, more noticeable to somebody if we, you know, Real, real back or, or go overseas in more um, overseas wars or your mailman down the street or not your mailman, your garbage man not picking up your, your garbage for a week or two weeks right. or three weeks. Right. And it's it's obviously apparent that the more local the government is, the more direct impact it has on that individual. So why not let it be us be the, the ones in government now trying to not have as much interaction with the local, you know, in with the individual, but what little interaction they do have, let it be positive and let it show, you know, that we're doing our best to incentivize, you know, the, the value of Liberty in their lives. And I think people will then appreciate it and then give us more of a chance electorally. Am I on the right path, Keenan? 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there are many races, small, small, smaller races where people are running unopposed. So, you know, you can find a race where some incumbents running unopposed, no one's that no one's running libertarian and get on the ballot. I mean, just get your name on the ballot and see where it goes and start talking to people. You'll still be making progress by talking to people in your, in your, whatever local area you're running for. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all helpful and positive because this is a positive movement and it's uh it's not going to hurt anything to put your name out there with the good message it's it's actually very fulfilling to do it you know uh the the journey you know is is a big part of it so people would enjoy it if they if they put the time into it and um that's what it'll take i mean to to make a revolution of liberty it will take all all offices being you know having an influence of libertarianism and uh, we can definitely do it. We definitely can. And uh, you know, we, we need people who are willing to, uh, to fight the good fight. And uh, it sometimes it's a lonely battle, but we need, <laughs> we need the people who are willing to, uh, to do that. And thankfully Keenan, thank you for, uh, for being one of those folks leading the charge. So that being said, if uh, folks want to go ahead and follow you over on social media, uh, where can they go ahead and, uh, and find you? Yes. I'm on Twitter. Uh, the handle is K Dunham, the number four piece. And I'm on Facebook. Uh, my my Facebook page is Dunham2020. So is my website, Dunham2020.com. Uh, I believe I'm on Instagram, Dunham2020LP. And uh, they can interact with me. And I tweet uh, pretty much daily. And uh, check out my website. Tell people about it. And, you know, see if it strikes you. Awesome. All right. Well, Keenan, thank you so much for joining the Brian Nichols Show, and best of luck to you as you head towards the convention, whether it be in person or virtual, as we head towards, fingers crossed, here at the end of May. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. All right, folks. So that's going to wrap up my second conversation of the week, this time with Keenan Dunham, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to go over to Dunham2020.com. Uh, and, and if you would be interested in learning more about his campaign, but also uh, interested in learning more about Keenan individually, go ahead and make sure you follow him on social media. All links included in the show notes. But folks, with that being said, as we head off to uh, the end of the convention here, um, I don't know who, who won, uh, who won the uh, nomination. So I guess it'll be a surprise for us as we go into uh, early next week. But regardless, I, I will say this, and I, I've definitely gotten a lot of questions about uh, my reaction to Justin Amash being, uh, you know, being the candidate for a week, it seemed, and then, um, you know, ended up bowing out. And I, I will simply say this is that, uh, and you heard me say this on, on Friday's episode. So I'm not really reiterating too much, but, Justin is a phenomenal libertarian, a phenomenal congressman, and uh, he has been and will continue to be a great proponent for liberty. And we need to make sure that we welcome him into the libertarian movement with open arms. And if anything, folks, is to try and move forward into the 2020 election, build some cohesion, build some bridges, and more importantly, change some hearts and minds. So folks, with that being said, it's Brian Nichols here in The Brian Nichols Show. You can find me over on social media at Liberty, both on Twitter, Facebook, and Minds.com. Email me, brian at briannicholsshow.com. And folks, if you would be so kind, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review. And heck, if you want to head over to Spotify, give me more Spotify downloads. I'll go sign a $100 million contract with Joe Rogan over there. It'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, folks. <laughs> I know. $100 million. I, I, I mean, we're we're in the, the, the threshold of Joe Rogan. He, he's like $120 million, uh, downloads back in April. He had like, you know, a portion <laughs> of that uh but hey guys it's been a blast that being said brian nichols signing off here in the brian nichols show for keenan dunham we'll see you next week
Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.